Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions. I just realized that whenever I start a podcast or start a new episode, I put my hands back almost as if I'm flying. I don't know if it's just like this nervous energy that I have, but it's like I say, hello, friends, and then I put my hands back. So just wanted to share that funny little fact because I just noticed it today. I think it's just like this, like, here we go. Another episode. Arms back. So it's kind of funny. Just wanted to share that. Um, Thanks for tuning in. It's another Monday. And for me, it's in the morning. But for you, it could be all hours of the day. I was looking to see who and where my um, audience are from. And there's so many different countries going on here. So Canada, that's where I'm from. So that kind of makes sense, I guess. United States, United Kingdom, Russia, Germany, Mexico, Philippines, Ecuador, Iran, Poland, Austria, Spain, France, and Malaysia. And at one point I saw Nigeria in there and Portugal as well. At one point, I think I was ranked eight like number eight in Nigeria for alternative health podcasts. (laughs) So funny. So cool. So I think I'm just blown away just like by me chatting in my living room, in my house, in the mountains, in Alberta. This information, this knowledge is literally spreading all over the world and it's really cool. So I'm really happy that you're joining me today and I and I'm thankful for your grace for me for sometimes having these loud vehicles drive by. It's a little bit annoying. I have to pause, wait for them to drive by. So thank you for being gracious with that. Just shows I'm I'm human. I'm in just I'm I'm here. I'm not some robot somewhere in a closet or in a factory. I don't know. So anyway, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I am very thankful that you are here. And I wanted to take a moment to just share a review from a real person as well. And the review name is Allison underscore N. And the title, So Needed, As someone who has grown up with extreme anxiety and PMS, which led to endometriosis, this podcast is a must. We need to know we are not alone. That's really encouraging, Allison. Um, Yeah, like I can relate to growing up with extreme anxiety and and not just extreme anxiety, but yeah, PMS. And that's going to be something I'm going to talk about more on this podcast as well, just like other PMS stuff, because I know... Anxiety is not the only thing that happens in the week before our periods. Like there's lows, there's intrusive thoughts, there's cramps, there's, um, yeah, lots going on. Also, fun fact, this is kind of exciting. I wanted to share that as of, I think it was Monday, I got my period back. 10 months postpartum, got my period back. Honestly, I was very stoked about it. I feel like it's just something like, I don't know, there, there's something about as I've learned more about cycles and syncing with your cycle and, and doing wellness attached to your cycle, like I'm just excited to kind of jump on this 
on this journey again with you. I, I, I guess I struggled a little bit with the imposter syndrome of like, oh, I have not had my period for the last 18 months. Can I even be talking about this? But I think that's just part of part of the journey. That's like, well, our health is not linear and we we ebb and flow, we are pregnant or postpartum, or sometimes we go through stressful periods in our life where we don't have cycles or well we have our cycle we don't have our period whatever it is so anyway all that to say I'm excited I wanted to announce it because I think it's cool and I'm I'm just excited to keep implementing all these things that I did before and jump back into it so anyway I think I am going to talk about what this episode is today so today I'm going to talk about three foods that you can be eating all cycle long that are really going to be helping your reproductive health. So these are just foods kind of like that forest approach that if you're eating these foods, like in your follicular phase, it's going to really help in the premenstrual phase down the road or like a few weeks down the road. So three foods to keep eating, to just eat all the time, all cycle long. So let's get into that. Is the anxiety you get the week before your period feeling too much? Are you just wanting more calm and peace in your mind so that you can feel quote-unquote normal again? If this sounds familiar, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, a holistic and faith-based podcast for women with premenstrual anxiety. I'm Loren, a nurse, reflexologist, Jesus follower, mom, and PMDD warrior. My mission is to help you navigate the turbulence of premenstrual anxiety through things like understanding your cycle, grounding your identity in God, hearing stories from other women, learning nutrition hacks, and so much more, so that you can have more peace and calm in your life. So, if you're ready to get on up from under your duvet, been there, and start this journey together, I encourage you to keep listening. Let's get started. Okay, so three foods you can be eating all cycle long that are going to help your reproductive health so they're really easy to remember because they all start with f and um, how i came across this information as you can see from the description i have a certification called a wellness or holistic women's wellness mentorship training or mentor and so i did this course certification maybe two or three years ago now and it's from a lady named kara and she does this course that just kind of covers basically menstrual health all the way to menopause and everything in between. So pregnancy, postpartum, breast health, womb wellness, like there's just so much good stuff in there. And so this is one of the things that she talks about that I wanted to share with you. Uh, The three F's foods, three foods that start with F that you can be eating all cycle long and Um, It kind of just gets back to the basics of what our body needs. I know I can just get so overwhelmed with like, oh, I need to eat all of this food and do this. Oh, and then I do that. But if we can just like simplify it and keep it simple and try to reduce the stress, sometimes just the stress alone of us trying to do all the healthy things, that is what actually makes things worse. So that's something I'm learning that I, I get overwhelmed so easily like I need to be doing all of the things and then I just get stressed out trying to do wellness things that are supposed to simplify things so um, the three f's the three foods 
that you can be eating all cycle long that are going to be supporting your reproductive health. And they are one, fiber, two, fats, and three, fermented foods. So let's let's dive a little bit more into what that all entails. So fiber, number one, fiber is a really essential um, nutrient that we need, not just as women, like just as people, because fiber is the bulk of vegetables, fruits, uh, seeds, basically just food that is not necessarily like it's, I'm not a, I'm not a dietitian, but it's, <laughs> it is kind of the bulky food that comes from the food that we eat. So from apples, you think of like the, the outer layers and the, the heartiness that isn't necessarily digested. And I wasn't going to go into all this because I didn't necessarily prepare for this part. So here I go. I'm already down this rabbit hole, but it binds to foods uh, or binds to hormones. Sorry. Um, after it is digested, there's still bulkiness from our foods. And that's why it's so imperative that we that we actually eat foods whole, like blended up foods. We think, oh, smoothies are awesome. Yeah, they're not actually that great because they just go right through us. And with fiber, um, it it doesn't go right through us. It takes longer to digest and it comes out the other side and binds with hormones and fiber is what bulks up our poop (laughs) and helps things move out of our system. And so those excess hormones, the estrogen, the xenoestrogens, so those are the, those, the fake estrogens that come from food or beauty products or plastic, comes from our environment. There's, they're just all around us. So we have this like crazy amount of estrogen in our bodies that we really don't need. And so fiber helps to eliminate those, that extra estrogen in our body and um, helps things move out of our system and yeah, gets things clear and back to balance. So fiber, what, what can you eat? So the kind of classic ones are a carrot, an apple, um, lots of, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, uh, lots of different like nuts, things like that. I think the episode I talked about on Thursday, seed cycling, some of those nuts, I think it was pumpkin seeds. I don't remember but you should just go back and listen because you can, you can glean it from there. Um, one of them, but all of them have fiber, but one of them in particular stood out to me and uh, yeah, no, it's sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds. I remember it was a third one down my page, I'm a very visual person. And I just visualized it. So sunflower seeds have fiber and zinc and magnesium. There's so much goodness in sunflower seeds. So that is number one fiber. We need lots of good fiber. So even if you aim for, like they say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's true. It gets, gets things moving through your body, helps with digestion, helps with liver detox because the liver is helping get rid of that estrogen as well. Those extra hormones that we don't need in our body. So on a carrot and you don't have to just eat it raw. You can, I mean, eat raw. Yes, raw by themselves. That's what I meant. So you can add some peanut butter to them or some hummus, something else that's going to just give a little bit extra zing to your food. 
Okay, next one is fats. And this one I need a little bit more help with. Um, fats are needed for hormone production and regulation in our body. And so we need to have healthy fats. That's the key. Healthy fats that are going to be helping to build up our hormone hormonal production and regulation. And so what are examples of healthy fats? We can think of a lot of unhealthy fats, but what are healthy fats? So we're talking avocado, coconut oil, olive oil. Uh, we got wild salmon or salmon, depending on where you live. Um, we usually just get, because we're in Alberta, um, we get salmon from the grocery store and it's not it's not fresh, unfortunately, but it's just what we have to do because we live in the mountains away from the ocean and so it is frozen, but I, I'd say it is better than nothing. And salmon is one of those fish as well. There's lots of, lots of stuff about fish these days of whether it's actually good to eat fish because they are so loaded with mercury and heavy metals. And so salmon is one of those fish that kind of like have the, have the okay stamp for them. And I was hesitant even mentioning tuna the other day because tuna, yeah, tuna is one fish that has a lot of mercury, a lot of heavy metals. So it really depends on where you're getting your fish from. Um, that's kind of the key with that. So salmon is a healthy fat, really good healthy fat. And then, like I was saying, similar to fiber, got nuts and seeds, walnuts, almonds, flax, chia, pasture-raised eggs. So we're looking for those um, more healthy, healthy options. Not all food is created equally. And then wild meats, grass-fed dairy. So they, I'm kind of reading from the module, and so there's very specific foods that Kara is mentioning here. Um, so I would say just do the best that you can. It's not always, it doesn't have to be this black and white of like, oh, any food I eat has to be always grass-fed, pasture-based. You know, I, I think we have to be realistic sometimes. Like there's an ideal, of course, but if that isn't available to you, do the next best thing and and see what that looks like for you so fats that is the next f in the in the foods and the last one is fermented foods and so fermented foods really help support a healthy gut a healthy microbiome in your belly and your digestive system and that is also going to help with hormonal regulation and there's so many studies these days that say basically if your gut is healthy your mind is healthy and so the two are so interconnected there's tons of information in the book that I had mentioned I think in the um, episode that I talked about PMDD and validation and causes and diagnosis all of that and it's women's health matters and it talks a lot about just the connection of mind and gut and so when we have healthy guts that aren't inflamed that aren't chugged full of processed foods so that they're healthy and flourishing that's going to help with hormonal regulation and then that's going to help with uh, a healthy mind a healthy brain 
So what are some good fermented foods? So you kind of think of the classic ones like sauerkraut, kimchi, but there's lots of other ones. So like anything pickled, really. And there's yogurt and um, raw fermented garlic, things like that. So those are kind of more specific ones. But I think even if you can get your hands on some some sauerkraut, there's lots in the store. You don't necessarily have to be making your own. I know that's a big, a big uh, obstacle for some people that they feel if it's not like homemade and done by them, then then why am I eating it? But I'd say just, yeah, do what's accessible to you. So if sauerkraut or kimchi, we love kimchi. Kimchi is just, it's one of those things you can kind of add to a lot of things. So we have it with like rice and vegetables and chicken. And um, in the morning, there's this yummy kind of breakfast casserole that we make that's, it's almost like a, not a pasta, but like a, tomato-based casserole that we put um, eggs on top and let it, there's a, it's a, it's an Israeli dish and I don't remember the name of it, but um, we cook it in the oven and then we put avocado and kimchi and you can eat it with all sorts of delicious vegetables. So that is an example of using kimchi. Sometimes you have to go a little out of your comfort zone and try different things. But even, yeah, sauerkraut, putting it on toast or with eggs or put it on your sandwiches. There's lots of different ways to do that. So those are the three F's, the three foods that you can be just eating all cycle long. And yeah, keep it simple, like apple, carrot, um, avocados, nuts, uh, sauerkraut, yogurt. Yogurt's a, a good one too for that. And um, don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it more hard on yourself. So those are the three F's. And I hope that you can you can start implementing those in your cycles and figuring out different ways to incorporate them in, in your diet. That's, that's all that I have for today. And if you have any questions or want to talk a little bit more about this, you can always jump into my free Facebook group, Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, and we can continue this conversation. Okay, well, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. And wherever you are in the world, I I just hope that you can find some space today for having some grace and gentleness for yourself and just being mindful of your breath and your thoughts and and just where your heart is. All right. Take care, friend. Bye. That's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode or podcast, send it their way. And if this helped or encouraged you, I would love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps get this golden information into the right ears and is really the best way for you to say thank you. When you leave me a review, I'll also share it right on the podcast. Lastly, please know that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of your primary care provider. By listening, you are agreeing to the full disclaimer linked in the show notes. All right, take care, friend.